O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of His kingdom for ever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishpacha. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. Today is Sunday, May 23rd. Journey with me through the entire Bible in one year, focusing on the biblical calendar, the Sabbath, the feasts, and the Torah reading cycle. We have many voices, interpretations, and points of view out there, but there is nothing like listening to the crystal clean, pure Word of God in your life. It is living water for your spirit, as it is written in Romans 10:17. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. When we listen to the spoken Word of God, it is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow, and is the discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Hebrews 4.12 The Word of God is alive, it is powerful, and it renews our mind and builds up our spirit. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. This week we are reading from the Israel Bible for the Hebrew Scriptures, and from the King James for the Brit Hadashah. Today we begin a new Torah portion, Behalachka, and it means... In your going up. Numbers 8, 1 to 26. Hashem spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to Aaron and say to him, When you mount the lamps, let the seven lamps give light at the front of the menorah. Aaron did so. He mounted the lamps at the front of the menorah as Hashem had commanded Moses. Now this is how the menorah was made. It was hammered work of gold, hammered from base to petal. According to the pattern that Hashem had shown Moses, so was the menorah made. Hashem spoke to Moses, saying, Take the Leviim from among the Israelites and cleanse them. This is what you shall do to them to cleanse them. Sprinkle on them water of purification, and let them go over their whole body with a razor, and wash their clothes. Thus they shall be cleansed. Let them take a bull of the herd, and with it a meal offering of choice flour with oil mixed in. And you take a second bull of the herd for a sin offering. You shall bring the Leviim forward before the tent of meeting. Assemble the whole Israelite community and bring the Leviim forward before Hashem. Let the Israelites lay their hands upon the Leviim, and let Aaron designate the Leviim before Hashem as an elevation offering from the Israelites, that they may perform the service of Hashem. The Leviim shall now lay their hands upon the heads of the bulls. One shall be offered to Hashem as a sin offering, and the other as a burnt offering to make expiation for the Leviim. You shall place the Leviim in attendance upon Aaron and his sons, and designate them as an elevation offering to the Lord. Thus you shall set the Leviim apart from the Israelites, and the Leviim shall be mine. 
Thereafter, the Leviim shall be qualified for the service of the Tent of Meeting once you have cleansed them and designated them as an elevation offering. 4. They are formally assigned to me from among the Israelites. I have taken them for myself in place of all the first issue of the womb, of all the firstborn of the Israelites. For every firstborn among the Israelites, man as well as beast, is mine. I consecrated them to myself at the time that I smote every firstborn in the land of Egypt. Now I take the Leviim instead of every firstborn of the Israelites. And from among the Israelites I formally assigned the Leviim to Aaron and his sons, to perform the service for the Israelites in the tent of meeting, and to make expiation for the Israelites, so that no plague may afflict the Israelites for coming too near the sanctuary. Moses, Aaron, and the whole Israelite community did with the Leviim accordingly, just as Hashem had commanded Moses in regard to the Leviim, so the Israelites did with them. The Leviim purified themselves and washed their clothes, and Aaron designated them as an elevation offering before Hashem, and Aaron made expiation for them to cleanse them. Thereafter the Leviim were qualified to perform their service in the tent of meeting, under Aaron and his sons. As Hashem had commanded Moses in regard to the Leviim, so they did to them. Hashem spoke to Moses, saying, This is the rule for the Leviim. From twenty-five years of age up, they shall participate in the workforce, in the service of the tent of meeting. But at the age of fifty, they shall retire from the workforce and shall serve no more. They may assist their brother Leviim at the tent of meeting by standing guard, but they shall perform no labor. Thus you shall deal with the Leviim in regard to their duties. 2 Samuel 2, 12-3, Once Abner, son of Ner, and the soldiers of Ishbosheth, son of Saul, marched out from Mahanaim to Gibbon, and Joab, son of Zeruiah, and the soldiers of David also came out. They confronted one another at the pool of Gibbon. One group sat on one side of the pool, and the other group on the other side of the pool. Abner said to Joab, Let the young men come forward and sport before us. Yes, let them, Joab answered. They came forward and were counted off, twelve for Benjamin and Ishbosheth, son of Saul, and twelve of David's soldiers. Each one grasped his opponent's head and thrust his dagger into his op- opponent's side. Thus they fell together. That place which is in Gibbon was called Helkath Hazurim. A fierce battle ensued that day, and Abner and the men of Israel were routed by David's soldiers. The three sons of Zeruiah were there, Joab, Abishai, and Asael. Asahel was swift of foot like a gazelle in the open field. And Asael ran after Abner, swerving neither right nor left in pursuit of Abner. Abner looked back and shouted, Is that you, Asahel? Yes, it is, he called back. Abner said to him, Turn to the right or to the left and seize one of our boys and strip off his tunic. But Asael would not leave off. Abner again begged, Asael, Stop pursuing me or I'll have to strike you down. How will I look your brother Joab in the face? When he refused to desist, Abner struck him in the belly with a backward thrust of his spear, and the spear protruded from his back. He fell there and died on the spot. 
and all who came to the place where Asahel fell and died halted. But Joab and Abishai continued to pursue Abner. And the sun was setting as they reached the hill of Ammah, which faces Gia on the road to the wilderness of Gibbon. The Benjamites rallied behind Abner, forming a single company, and they took up a position on the top of a hill. Abner then called out to Joab, Must the sword devour forever? You know how bitterly it's going to end. How long will you delay ordering your troops to stop the pursuit of their kinsmen? And Joab replied, As Hashem lives, if you hadn't spoken up, the troops would have given up the pursuit of their kinsmen only the next morning. Joab then sounded the shofar, and all the troops halted. They ceased their pursuit of Israel and stopped the fighting. Abner and his men marched through the Arabah all that night, and after crossing the Jordan, they marched through all of Bithron until they came to Mahanaim. After Joab gave up the pursuit of Abner, he assembled all the troops and found nineteen of David's soldiers missing, besides Asahel. David's soldiers, on the other hand, defeated the Benjamites and the men under Abner and killed three hundred and sixty men. They bore Asahel away and buried him in his father's tomb in Bethlehem. Then Joab and his men marched all night. They day broke upon them in Hebron. The war between the house of Saul and the house of David was long drawn out. But David kept growing stronger while the house of Saul grew weaker. Sons were born to David in Hebron. His firstborn was Amnon by Ahinoam of Israel. His second was Chiliab by Abigail, wife of Nabal, the Carmelite. The third was Absalom, son of Mekah, daughter of the king of Talmai of Geshur. The fourth was Adonijah, son of Haggith. The fifth was Sheptiah, son of Abital. And the sixth was Ithream by David's wife Eglah. These were born to David in Hebron. During the war between the house of Saul and the house of David, Abner supported the house of Saul. Now Saul had a concubine named Rizpah, daughter of Ayah. And Ishbosheth said to Abner, Why have you lain with my father's concubine? Abner was very upset by what Ishbosheth said, and he replied, Am I a dog's head from Yehuda? Here I have been loyally serving the house of your father, Saul and his kinsfolk and friends, and I have not betrayed you into the hands of David. Yet this day you reproach me over a woman. May the Lord do thus and more to Abner, if I do not do for David as Hashem spoke, swore to him, to transfer the kingship from the house of Saul, and to establish the throne of David over Israel and Yehuda from Dan to Beersheba. Ishbosheth could say nothing more in reply to Abner, because he was afraid of him. Abner immediately sent messengers to David, saying, To whom shall the land belong? And to say further, Make a pact with me, and I will help you and bring all Israel over to your side. He replied, Good, I will make a pact with you. But I make one demand upon you. Do not appear before me unless you bring Michelle, daughter of Saul, when you come before me. David also sent messengers to Ishbosheth, son of Saul, to say, Give me my wife, Michelle, for whom I paid the bride price of one hundred Philistine foreskins. 
So Ishbosheth sent and had her taken away from her husband, Paltiel, son of Laish. Her husband walked with her as far as Bahurim, weeping as he followed her. Then Abner ordered him to turn back, and he went back. Abner had conferred with the elders of Israel, saying, You have wanted David to be king over you all along. Now act, for Hashem has said concerning David, I will deliver my people Israel from the hands of the Philistines and all its other enemies through my servant David. Abner also talked with the Benjamites. Then Abner went and informed David in Hebron of all the wishes of Israel on the whole house of Benjamin. When Abner came to David in Hebron, accompanied by twenty men, David made a feast for Abner and the men with him. Abner said to David, Now I will go and rally all Israel to your majesty. They will make a pact with you, and you can reign over all that your heart desires. And David dismissed Abner, who went away unharmed. Just then David's soldiers and Joab returned from a raid, bringing much plunder with them. Abner was no longer with David in Hebron, for he had been dismissed and had gone away unharmed. When Joab and the whole force with him arrived, Joab was told that Abner, son of Ner, had come to the king and had dismissed by him, and had gone away unharmed. Joab went to the king and said, What have you done? Here Abner came to you. Why did you let him go? Now he has gotten away. Don't you know that Abner, son of Ner, came only to deceive you, to learn your comings and goings, and to find out all you are planning? Joab left David and sent messengers after Abner, and they brought him back from the cistern of Sirah. But David knew nothing about it. When Abner returned to Hebron, Joab took him aside within the gate to talk to him privately. There he struck him in the belly. Thus Abner died for shedding the blood of Asahel, Joab's brother. Afterward, when David heard of it, he said, Both I and my kingdom are forever innocent before God of shedding the blood of Abner, son of Ner. May the guilt fall upon the head of Joab and all his father's house. May the house of Joab never be without someone suffering from a discharge, or an eruption, or a male who handles a spindle, or one slain by the sword, or one lacking bread. Now Joab and his brother Abishai had killed Abner because he had killed their brother Asahel during the battle at Givon. David then ordered Joab and all the troops with them to rend their clothes, gird on sackcloth, and make lament before Abner. And King David himself walked behind the bier. And so they buried Abner at Hebron. The king wept aloud by Abner's grave, and all the troops wept. And the king intoned this dirge over Abner. Should Abner have died the death of a churl? Your hands were not bound, your feet were not put in fetters, but you fell as one falls before treacherous men. And all the troops continued to weep over him. All the troops came to urge David to eat something while it was still day. But David swore, May Hashem do thus to me and more if I eat bread or anything else before sundown. All the troops took note of it and approved, just as all the troops approved everything else the king did. That day all the troops and all Israel knew it was not by the king's will that Abner son of Ner was killed. And the king said to his soldiers, You well know that a prince, a great man in Israel, has fallen this day. And today I am weak, even though anointed king. 
Those men, the sons of Zeruah, are too savage for me. May Hashem requite the wicked for their wickedness. John 13, 1-30 Now before the feast of the Passover, when Yeshua knew that his hour was come, that he should depart out of this world to the Father, having loved his own which were in the world, he loved them to the end. And supper being ended, the devil, having now put into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him. Yeshua, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands, and that he was come from God and went to God, he rose from supper and laid aside his garments and took a towel and girded himself. After that he poured water into a basin, and he began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel wherewith he was girded. Then came he to Simon Peter, and Peter said to him, Lord, do you wash my feet? Yeshua answered and said to him, What I do you know not now, but you shall know hereafter. Peter said to him, You shall never wash my feet. Yeshua answered him, If I wash you not, you have no part with me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Yeshua said to him, He that is washed needs not to save to wash his feet, but is clean every whit, and you are clean, but not all. For he knew who should betray him. Therefore said he, You are not all clean. So after he had washed their feet and taken his garments and was set down again, he said to them, Do you not know what I have done for you? You call me Master and Lord, and you say, Well, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and Master, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you should do as I have done to you. Verily, verily, I say to you, the servant is not greater than his master, neither he that is sent greater than he that sent him. If you know these things, happy are you if you do them. I speak not of you all. I know whom I have chosen, but that the scripture may be fulfilled. He that eats bread with me has lifted up his heel against me. Now I tell you before it comes, that when it does come to pass, you may believe that I am he. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that receives whomsoever I send receives me, and he that receives me receives him that sent me. When Yeshua had thus said, he was troubled in spirit, and testified, and said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, that one of you shall betray me. Then the disciples looked one on another, doubting of whom he spoke. Now there was leaning on Yeshua's bosom one of his disciples whom Yeshua loved. Simon Peter therefore beckoned to him that he should ask who it should be of whom he spoke. He then, lying on Yeshua's breast, said to him, Lord, who is it? Yeshua answered, He it is, to whom I shall give a sop, and when I have dipped it. And when he had dipped the bread, he gave it to Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon. After the bread, Satan entered into him, and then said Yeshua to him, What you do, do quickly. Now no man at the table knew for what intent he spoke this to him. For some of them thought, because Judas had the bag, of money, that Yeshua had said to him, Buy those things that we have need of against the feast, or that he should give something to the poor. 
He then, having received the bread, went immediately out, and it was night. Psalm 119, 1-16 Blessed are the undefiled in the way who walk in the Torah of the Lord. Blessed are they that keep his testimonies and that seek him with the whole heart. They also do no iniquity. They walk in his ways. You have commanded us to keep your precepts diligently. Oh, that my ways were directed to keep your statutes. Then shall I not be ashamed when I have respect unto all your commandments. I will praise you with uprightness of heart when I shall have learned your righteous judgments. I will keep your statutes. Oh, forsake me not utterly. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed according to your word. With my whole heart have I sought you. Oh, let me not wander from your commandments. Your word have I hidden in my heart, that I might not sin against you. Blessed are you, O Lord. Teach me your statutes. With my lips have I declared all the judgments of your mouth. I have rejoiced in the way of your testimonies as much as in all riches. I will meditate in your precepts and have respect unto your ways. I will delight myself in your statutes. I will not forget your word. Proverbs 15:29 and 30 The Lord is far from the wicked, but he hears the prayers of the righteous. The light of the eyes rejoices the heart, and a good report makes the bones fat. Please enjoy this beautiful worship song we are an offering.
Blessing from Numbers chapter 6, 24 to 26. Adonai bless you and keep you. Adonai make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Adonai lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. <laughs> 